What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Best Day Ever podcast. I'm Olivia, and today I have a special guest. Today we've got Josh Filer on the show. <laughs> All right, guys. So Josh and I, as you know, I start off every podcast with the story of how we met, and Josh and I we met in the library. We're back where it all started. We're back to where it all began. Um, oh, wait. Before I even get into that, I had to just, you know, remind you guys, today is the best day ever because the only day you've got because yesterday's gone and we're not guaranteed tomorrow, so today's literally the best day ever. All right. Now we're going to get right into it. Josh, do you want to start your perspective or should I share my perspective of how we uh, first I'll, met? I'll share my perspective first. Okay. So I met Miss Olivia here in the library and I think it was early October of yeah. last semester, so 2021. So I was in a ethics uh, case competition and I was working on it with one of my assigned partners, randomly assigned, mm-hmm. his name was Brett, and we were just talking in the library. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, you just gotta put yourself out there and meet people, knock on doors, whatever. And Olivia comes up, struts behind me, says, yeah, just like this. Hey, I'm Olivia. I was like, oh, what's up, And then we just talked probably for at least 40 minutes about uh, mm-hmm. life, Hawaii, you know. All the good stuff. What we were up to in the summer. And then yeah. I said, hey, come to my yoga night in a vegan potluck. I'll have a DJ. And she said, I'll be there. And then later I was just talking to Brett again. And then Olivia ran back and said, oh, my gosh, I can record this. <laughs> and then she came back, recorded it, and then she came to the potluck. And then... Mm-hmm. It's history from there. Now much. we're homies. No, I that moment, I remember, like, leaving, because I wanted to try and start doing that, like, in the moment, like, when you first meet people, because that's, like, when it's still kind of, like, you know, I don't even know you, but it's, like, I know that it's always going to be a memory, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go back, and, like, just say, let's record, Shut but, yeah, that's basically how it went down. I remember I, like, did a lot of homework that day, and I overheard you guys, and I was, like, I'm just going to go up and tell them, hey. And then we became friends. And then little did I know that I'd be a part of all of these really cool um, events and opportunities. So as Josh mentioned, um, he invited me to a vegan potluck. And that's because Josh is president of the Vegan Club. <laughs> yeah. And Josh has really just from being his friend he just really puts his heart into like everything he does and he's just so good with people like everyone i swear that comes to know josh like just feels like a friend to him and he has such like a heart and a passion for so many things and those are some um questions i have lined up about i want to know like what got you started like was there like a moment that got you interested into um just going vegan and for people who um because obviously you're never you're not gonna like push beliefs on other people but just like an interesting takeaway like what you've learned like becoming vegan so those are all things we're gonna get into and more so my first question is um what drew you to becoming vegan well first off i want to say thank you the kind words olivia i'm sure everyone on the podcast knows but olivia is quite the uh, the friend of many as well. She, you know, puts herself out there and says, hey, that's <laughs> And it's all because of you that we're even sitting here. But, uh, so what drew me to be vegan? So I've been vegan coming up on four years now. 
And the main thing was initially like health. I mean, I was a healthy kid. I mean, I didn't eat really much processed food or sugar. But I would watch some videos about how it can help, you know, reverse, you know, heart disease, type two, diabetes. I mean, obviously I didn't have any of that, but I was like, hey, if this diet can do this, that's great. So that was more, but that was more just like plant-based. Yeah. You know? So that's the food part of it. Okay. But as it started to progress, I, you know, I looked more into how it's good for the environment as well, but also kind of like the philosophy behind the vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, if I don't want to do harm in other aspects of my life, why am I justifying doing harm in other areas of my life because, yeah. you know, the whole animal agriculture industry is kind of, kind of messed up. I don't know how much you know about it, but I was just like, you know what, in all areas of my life, I want to try and do as little harm as I can. Mm. And obviously I slip up every now and then again, but I think being vegan is one of the biggest ways you can help reduce yeah. your carbon footprint, reduce your harm. If you eat the right foods, it can be one of the best diets. Well. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the main reasons why. Yeah. And then this year, it's really taken off just because I've been able to kind of reboot veg out and have a bunch of like-minded people and people who aren't even vegan or vegetarian just to say, hey, what's up? And share like, hey, this is the benefits, but we just want to have a big community, yeah. have some friends, and that, yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the story. It's not too complex. I mean, there's obviously bits and pieces more to it. Yeah. That's the main, the main takeaway of it all. Very cool. Yeah, I think that's, I feel like, so, well, I was just going to say, I feel like it's so normal in our world, like, just to, I think we're not, we're not really educated on, like, our carbon footprint, like, we hear that word, but we don't really know, like, what that means, but I think that's cool that you, um, like, you learned about it, and then you created a lifestyle out of it, and then, like, you share it in a way with, like, it's just so open like you just let anybody know what's going on in your life and now you have like a whole group of people with the vegan club and what has that experience been like like specifically like educating others on it like have you seen like like what have been like other people's response or have you seen um or like are people going to be more interested like as you like, pr- like continue going on through the school year are people like more intrigued or do they more just come like the event or I think it's a little bit of both I mean I haven't as much necessarily tried to educate in a group setting necessarily but I do try and talk one on one with people I know people that came like you came Mm -hmm. to the vegan Thanksgiving I mean my own friend's like oh thanks for at least like opening my eyes to some other possibilities people Mm -hmm. like oh what is tofurkey what is all this stuff oh I didn't know you could do Thanksgiving food without yeah products so this year specifically my main goal was to help build like, the community up mm-hmm. but slowly we're also going to start talking about why eating plant-based going vegan can be beneficial i mean and obviously lots of other clubs on other campuses yeah. like to do like protests and all mm-hmm. and like i think that's fine that's not really how i think you change people though mm-hmm. you change people through conversation and being yeah. a good person i don't want to be like the angry vegan <laughs> stereotype, and I know I agree with a lot of their beliefs, but I don't yeah. go up to people who eat meat and say, you're a horrible person or anything. I yeah. just say, hey, like, I think it's good to research where your food comes mm-hmm. from and make yeah. educated decisions. And ultimately, it's still your choice, but I think it's, it's good to, in today's day and age to just know more about yeah. how you live your life. I agree. So yeah, but yeah, it's definitely... 
gaining some traction, I would say. A lot of people are joining the events, usually mm -hmm. 30 to 50, I would say. Yeah. The goal is to get even more, so, so yeah. Yeah, they're just so fun. Like, I just love meeting new people every time I go. Um, all right, my next question is, um, in general, um, are there things in your life you wish more people knew about you? Hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> you can take your time. Life in my personal life? Just life. in general, like something you just wish like more people knew about you or it can be even as simple as like a secret a secret talent like or things you're passionate about that not many people know i wouldn't say i necessarily have any secret talent and i, pr I would say i'm a pretty open book most yeah people know a lot of details about me which can be a very good or <laughs> depending on who you ask yeah i mean like i said i guess i wish people knew about that drive for stuff like this like the vegan club or veg out yeah i, mean, I just want to share that you know, it's not even like share the news. It's just like, hey, come be a friend or come yeah. be like-minded people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess maybe I want people to know like the stuff I do on the back end for a lot of groups. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for like working in silence. True. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for. No, no that's great. I can't like juggle or anything. <laughs> no secret talents. But yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff goes on. Yeah. On the back end of everything. So maybe I wish people would see, like, yeah, the work you've been to. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess everyone can say that. I wish people saw the work I put in this thing. Yeah. But they only see the end product, and that's why you got to make sure the end product is mm -hmm. top notch. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. No, that's good. Um, okay, so you touched on how you went to Hawaii, and we both went to Hawaii. And I just need to know, was that experience, did it, like, open your eyes like, to the fact that just something as beautiful as Hawaii can exist? That's what I experienced. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, it wasn't quite Pennsylvania. I was a lot, yeah. a lot nicer. So for the people listening, there's a little bit of the background of what I did. So, so I graduated my associate's degree in one year instead of two. So I really kind of went pretty hardcore with that. And I was like, you know... I worked so hard. I need I need to travel a little bit before you know stuff really picks up at Westchester. So last summer, I decided just to travel a little bit. So I went to Colorado for five days with my dad. Did Rocky Mountains, you know, Boulder, Colorado, Denver. Then I went up to Seattle area to visit you know my great aunt and uncle, second cousins, great great grandmother. Um, and then I decided to go to Hawaii for two weeks by myself, and I did a work exchange. So that basically means like. You do some work, and instead of exchange for money, you get housing Amazing. and like a, you know a place to stay. So I did it on the Big Island of Hawaii. I went there for two weeks in like a bed and breakfast, like hostel, like they call it glamping, glamorous camping. So there was like <laughs> cabanas, and these cabanas had hammocks in them, and you would wake up with the the sunset and hear like the all the animals, you know, doing their animal things and all. <laughs> animal noises and it was just amazing I met the most wow. amazing people I mean I met like a frat kid and a hippie girl from Michigan and I would never think I would get along with them and they became some of my best friends and then there was like an astrologer from Tennessee and like a seasonal ski instructor from New York Wow. and a nanny from Texas like it's just the most random people but you had the most amazing time so I went skydiving in Hawaii I saw volcano I traveled with people just, 
it was amazing. And the one morning, since I was so jet lagged, I thought I was waking up at like a later time. I was actually up at like 5 a.m. Oh my the first gosh. day. And I literally just woke up and I just saw the sun rising right over the water, right there. And it was just so surreal. So yeah, it did open up my eyes a lot to like what the world has to offer. Because I've been pretty secluded to like the, the East Coast mm -hmm. my whole life. I've never been out of the country at all. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to even be able to travel in this huge country. Yeah. But I was like, hey, like, this is, it was amazing. It did help me go with the, the flow a little bit, as mm -hmm. Miss Olivia does here, it seems. But, <laughs> the Aloha lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, it was a great time. I would love to go back someday. I think, I don't think I would want to go back right away. I want to see some other stuff first. But yeah. I think the biggest thing was honestly the fact that I did work exchange and didn't stay in a hotel. Because mm -hmm. then I got to meet all the guests. Like, I met a family of Mormons. We had food for Father's Day, you know. I met a sugar daddy. Like, <laughs> like it, it was, and I went, like, sky, I actually went skydiving with two of the guests. One of them was a flight attendant, and one of them was a 65-year-old retired Colombian special needs teacher. And wow. it's just like, when else do you get to do that? Yeah. And the fact is, or, like, you would just meet a guest one night, and the next morning you would be traveling around the island in their car. So cool. Or going to hot springs at, <laughs> at night, and it's just like, you don't do that in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of does their own little thing. Mm -hmm. And in Hawaii, I think people still have that sense of community to some degree. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I'm biased because I was a, a traveler <laughs> for two weeks, and I'm not didn't have to like work full time there. But mm -hmm. it's, I still think it's it's a great great place to be. Expensive place to be. Yeah. It's a great place to be. So. I love all that so much, and you already know. So I'm like, I love people, and I love the fact that really? it's like, <laughs> it's like I, know, I love the fact that it's like almost a miracle that like you even get to meet someone. Like the fact that like those people were there at that time for you to meet them and do these crazy experiences with them. Like it's just so cool. And so I literally like come up with this question on the spot because I feel like a lot of people like struggle with the idea of thinking they can like just go and like say hi to someone or like maybe like, maybe it's just like not their personality like there's nothing wrong with that but like what's like a little like piece of advice like to just like give someone like how, like the impact of literally just like saying hi to a stranger like how that is actually like so cool and it's like it's so human to actually have connection and i feel like just through our society like we like have made it not a thing like to talk to people so yeah just like yeah. if you just have any like words of advice yeah fair enough i mean i don't think i we quite have the same approach necessarily because i remember a couple of days ago olivia saw someone it's like i think someone just needs to say hi to him i said <laughs> go do your thing she said hi and i was great we talked a little bit and then he you know went and played football or whatever mm -hmm. i like to i just like to take in the scene and see yeah like like for example, I was with someone, and this girl was like, "Oh, I really like this other girl's tote bag." It's like, then go say something. So she did. I was just like, "Oh, I like your tote bag." Oh, thanks. But yeah. That was the whole conversation, mm -hmm. and I said, "Oh, there's some tips you got to do." Like, "Oh, I love your tote bag." Oh, where did you get it from? Oh, I actually been meaning to get something for there. Oh, by the way, what's your name? And then you start talking a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Or I even I something as simple as like in the gym, if you have an action step like. Hey, I really need you to spot me. Let's bench. Oh, what's mm -hmm. your name, Bob? Oh, I love your shoes. I love your effort, man. Yeah. Like, tell me a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't necessarily always, like, just in the quad, just, like, walk up to strangers. Yeah. Because strangers are alone. They often want to be 
alone, but if it's something like in like one of my badge out events, as the president, I feel kind of like the need to facilitate conversation. So be like, oh, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Mm -hmm. What made you want to come out? Did you see us on Ramp Connect? Did yeah. You through word of mouth. So I would say, like, just take note of one of something about them. Mm -hmm. And that works, I mean, that works for, like, flirting and all, too. I mean, <laughs> if you want, like, oh, my gosh, like, Olivia, I love your outfit today. It's very 70s-inspired. I wish, I wish there was a video podcast of this so yeah. everyone could see, you know, Olivia's amazing outfit. And Maybe I, I'll get you guys a picture after this podcast. There you go. And now she's blushing. And look at that. See? Oh, my goodness. See? And that's that's just how it's done. So that's the, that's the tip. Just notice something about someone. Mm-hmm. But then just feel free to talk to him. Because also, like, I wasn't always like this. Yeah. I've kind of, my character arc, as some people that go here that also went to my high school, they said it's pretty impressive. Yeah. In high school, I just worked and did my AP classes. Mm -hmm. And now, like, at the beginning of the year, I was like, you know what? Since I graduated early, I was like, all right, I got two years. Like, ugh, it's so cliche, but it's like, if you want to be confident, like, just do it. Especially in a new setting. Or if you move somewhere, go mm -hmm. to a new school. No one knows your most people won't know your history or your past. Yeah. So just go make, just go be the person you want to be. Like, I remember I was invited to, like, a, a ski cup party. I'd never gone skiing before, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I was kind of nervous, and I just went, and I was like, hey, how you doing? I introduced myself to everyone. I made it my goal. I would remember, like, as many names as I could. Later in the night, I would go up to, like, a group of girls, and I would remember all their names. They are like, what the heck? Because yeah. no, one, no one usually does that. Mm. And something unique like that. And then I went skiing, you know, with the ski club later on, and then just met a great group of people. And That's something simple. as simple as that. So just be the person you want to be. Obviously, it's easier said than done. Because I feel yeah. like a lot of people are like, that's like telling them, it's like, oh, you're depressed, so stop being depressed. Like, obviously, it's, it's harder than that. Mm -hmm. But I think, ultimately, we, we're the dictators of our own lives. Make it be what you want to be. Like you said, some people don't feel like they can just get up and go. I didn't think I would just be going to Hawaii. I literally saw a video one night on, they had 3,000 views, and it was like, hi, I live rent free in Hawaii. I said, I'm doing this, exactly <laughs> this. I got in contact with the YouTuber. I got in contact with the exact place in the video, and mm -hmm. that's what made the experience happen. That was probably the best two weeks of my entire life. And, it, and I did it for probably $1,000 or under, too. Like... It's, life isn't as expensive or as crazy as people make it out to be. And plus, I'd rather do that than just sit on my phone all day. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a long-winded <laughs> answer there. But yeah, you just got to be friendly to people. And people will be receptive to it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I love like, everything you said. It was so good. Um, and something that kind of caught my attention when you were talking. You were saying how... Like, when people knew you from before, like, you're just saying in general, like, who you are, like, being more outgoing has changed, and was, and so that was founded on, like, coming to the new school, or was that just something more about, like, you're like, actually, I want to be more like this? I think it was both. It's just aging as well. Like I said, like, in, in high school, I just really worked at Target, to my EP classes, Surprisingly, I wasn't involved in really, I don't think, like a single club, really. Whereas here, I'm on the executive board of two. I'm now in the Student Government Association. I've led town halls, you know, and a veg out. I'm trying to make sure I know everyone. Just because I was like, because I wanted it to happen. Yeah. Like, the veg out needed new officers, and I said, hey, make me present. They said, do you have any 
experience? No, you won't regret making me president. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a little cocky, maybe it was a little confident, but <laughs> I think it it worked out. But like like I said, maybe it was partially the new school. But it's like it's hard it's harder to break out of your shell when you when you have that shell True. at a high school. Or if you've been going to school with people for twelve years, like they have expectations of who you are. Whereas here it can kinda of be whoever you want. And even if you don't even like your show here, there's so there's what, like thousands of people on this campus. Yeah. Just go meet another pe- person. Go join another club. There's like over 200 clubs, you know? So I don't know. Basically, it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the new environment helped facilitate it, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Or it's even something as simple as like Hawaii. You could really be whoever you wanted to be. Obviously, you'll still be kind of the, the same person. But I didn't know who I was staying with until the night before I flew into Hawaii. Wow. I went and lived with complete strangers. And they became great friends of mine. So it's just like... And actually, funnily enough, they had messaged me in the following months, like, hey, actually, I'm, I'm going vegan. Because, like, talking to you inspired me to kind of mm-hmm. look through that. And, like, the one went vegan, then he went back to eating meat, but realized he felt so good being vegan, he just did it. So, and I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wasn't, like, judging them. I was just generally, they obviously have all the same basic questions. Yeah. The fact that I was able to make an impact on someone who's living in Michigan or in New York or is just traveling the world, it's like, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then speaking of crazy, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, but one of Olivia's friends who was doing traveling, visionary, something, Cade, um, so he's from Hawaii. He's like, yeah, dude, like, you look so familiar. I think I met you in Hawaii. So I can't verify that, but we both said Magic Sands Beach at the same time, <laughs> and he apparently grew up right next to that, and I was there one day in Hawaii. So maybe maybe he was there, and I, or even if I didn't run into him, he might have been there at the same time. And yeah. Just, that's the power of global connections. For real. So that's kind of a little tangent, but yeah, hopefully that answers your question. No, it does. I just think it's so encouraging, like for someone to hear just the words that like even though like you're talking about your own story and about how like you just putting yourself out there it was a matter of you literally making like the decision because like some people like it's like you really can like what you said you're like you can you're like you're like the dictator of your own life like you and like something i've learned is obviously not all the circumstances of your life you have control over but you always have control over like the way that you feel and like the way like you like choose to like live and wake up and you can like always change your like perspective and like that is like it truly is like always up to you and um yeah i just like yeah i appreciate you sharing all those stories and little tidbits and like the power of like human connection and um going along with all of those things you're saying like how hawaii was like so life-changing are there any more like defining moments that in your life that you feel like have really like shaped you to be who you are they don't even have to like big moments that, like define you but are just like moments in your life like, growing up that like even though you don't even know where you're headed towards in the future but i feel like when you're past just like little moments or, like little stories it can be like you being like five years old like i don't know like scoring your first goal in soccer and it 
I don't even know how that story really relates to what I'm trying to, like, point towards. But I just think, like, little moments that you just, like, hold on to or have helped shape and define you. Um, I would say big things would be injuries, to be honest. I mean, more recently, as people won't be able to see, but I'm in a sling because I was cocky and broke my collarbone. (laughs) We need to hear that full story after. We will, we will. (laughs) But that, we'll just say that humbled me because it could have been a lot worse. Could have hit my neck on the giant steel beam. All I did was break a collarbone, and it reminds me just to, like, take a little slower every day because, or even just to be more grateful that, like, you're able-bodied because just the first two weeks I couldn't barely move my arm at all. Mm-hmm. And now it's more mobile, but it was just like, wow, like some people don't have to a fully formed body or not mm-hmm. full health and to be grateful for that. Yeah. Um, I guess in eighth grade too, I used to play football for three years. And in eighth grade, I got a concussion. And that kind of scared me because it kind of messed with my head a little bit. Um, but then, so that led me to stop playing football and I still did track for a year and volleyball for a year but I think because I decided not really to do sports in high school that helped me to say okay I'm going to focus on academics because before I was like oh maybe I'll get a scholarship for sports Mm -hmm. I was like all right this might not be realistic then I was like all right I want to get scholarships for academics yeah so I took eight AP classes in high school and that was what helped me to graduate early with my associate's degree be really driven, and that allowed me to get, you know, some scholarships and all, and it opened up a lot of doors. Did you just say eight, eight AP? Eight APs. Wow, beast! Yeah, so, so I... So that opened up the door. Yeah, so that helped me to graduate early, because I'll be graduating when I'm 21, instead of two, um, instead of 22, excuse me. And I don't know, it just helped me open up doors, and it just makes me wonder if I had, like, continued to play football in high school. So like, my life would have been... So different. Obviously, I don't think I would have been playing in college, but I would have maybe been graduating in four years, and then that means I might have had a whole different set of friends and a whole different set of perspectives and not as many opportunities, or maybe more opportunities, I don't know. I read a poem last night, and it's about, like, this happenstance in our lives, and it was was actually a book assigned for my English class in community college, and the idea is, like, you're driving down this road and just, like, but this guy's driving down this road, if I remember this correctly, and his, like, his father was like, oh, yeah, I bought property here because I was driving down this road and I just saw it. And that's just, like, just happenstance in our lives. Mm. And yeah. it's, it's the idea of happenstance, I think you said, it's like, it's, uh, it's like driving down the roads and remembering, like, how you got there. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm butchering that <laughs> a lot. I wish I had it here, but it, it does make me, like, it's like, wow, it's like, because I made that decision. Or even like, just because you decided to say like, hi, the library, and now I'm friends with your sister Ava. And then, yeah. I know that Ava was friends with my roommate already, because they you know, have a passion for playing the guitar. And it's just like, wow. Life's the butterfly effect, it's crazy. It is crazy. All right, I quickly looked up, I don't even know if this is it, but I want to try and find it. Is it by Rita Dove? The poem? Yeah. Like, is it called Happenstance? Uh, no. How about, we'll keep going on the podcast and I'll try and find it. Okay. It's like a more lesser known author. Okay. Well, as you continue looking it up, I'm just going to go off of what you're kind of talking about. Um, It is so crazy to think about just all the different, like, ways that 
your life can go. And something that I've learned, I feel like just like everything that happens is like supposed to happen and like you're exactly where you're meant to be right now. So like forever, whoever's listening or tuning in right now, like it's like the decisions you've made, maybe like good or bad, <laughs> like you don't need to feel like you've cut off doors for like what could be in your future. Like you truly can just continue. Like every day you wake up, like just trust that like where you are right now, like the stories you've been through, like they have definitely like built to the character of who you are. And you can literally do so much with your story. And like, even if you went through like challenging things, like your story can literally like just carry so much impact. And like, oh, that's why I just love this so much because you're talking about like your injuries and like how the matter of like the football experience and now you took on like a whole other different route exactly <laughs> like it was a minor injury it wasn't like oh i got paralyzed yeah so yeah it was just enough to be like hey maybe i should refocus into a different path in yeah life. and then you did and i i think it's going well so far or even like or even westchester for example like the reason i came to westchester is because we got some scholarships it is because you know, I got an email to from Bucks County Community College and encouraged me to apply for this one scholarship. And I was like, mm. I'll never get this. And I ended up getting it so because cool. I was really going to commute to Temple. Wow. And then when I got this, I was like, wow, maybe I can actually... My plan was always to commute to a school. Yeah. I was like, hey, maybe I'll live on campus. Yeah. And try and have somewhat of a resemblance of a normal college experience, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we had COVID and... My first college, in-person college class was as a junior. Yeah. But I was like, hey, maybe I live on campus. And because of that, I've met so many friends, been able to get so involved. Mm-hmm. And I'm having, having a great time. <laughs> now that we're here on the podcast, I'm having an even better time. Yay. Uh, that's so cool. And it's also cool because um, it just, like, it also reflects to your character. I mean, I know this is literally like eighth grade for you, but I'm just thinking the bigger picture, how, like, it can be so easy for people to like like something such as getting an injury in a sport or getting denied um an opportunity like they um like they struggle to see like that maybe was the plan all along and so when they get stuck in that it like keeps them from just living in today so i think that's just like a really cool um story to hear how it, you've like allowed that like a, like just like a little experience to kind of like shift your thoughts and then you like to go on what's next and now exactly. you're here so that's I don't know I just hope all of these you know just like stories that are from Josh's life and like the people that continue to come on I just hope they really do just start to like maybe shift your perspective on things and you can see like truly your story is not over yet so did you find the poem? I did not I mean I can keep I'm going to send it to you later. Anyway. Okay, yeah. That's it's from a... Let's see. What's the book it's, called? It's called North, Amer- North American Stadiums. It's like a lesser-known book. Like, it's like a local poet. Okay. But yeah, I don't think we'll find it right now. All right. Well, guys, definitely stay tuned following up this podcast because it sounds like it'd be a very moving poem <laughs> it, it is good and i wrote a little nice little essay about it and it was yeah it was great it was great awesome. that's how i had myself up, <laughs> it was, it oh was, your your essay was great yeah and I, i'm not 
like I'm a good writer. Yeah. But I don't usually read poetry. So when I read it, and I was like, wow, like this is interesting. Just his take on life and the whole idea is, you know, he, he kind of takes you through North America. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like different little, like day in the life. I don't know. It's just interesting to see how like the American experience is kind of unique but the same all around. Yeah. I don't know. It no, just, it's interesting. It was interesting. Definitely share that one over and I'll like add it or link it with the post that I try to keep up with on Instagram. Sorry guys. Yeah. I haven't that been consistent, but I'm trying. But yeah, what I love about all this is that everyone, like we all I feel like have like little passions to share and it's not like anyone's like putting anything out there, forcing anything on anyone, but it's like we all just have like different opinions and different pieces of advice and now here we are just sharing as people and maybe whoever's listening will hop on one day and they'll share your, their perspective and maybe it'll cause someone else to think differently and I'll just open doors anyway um oh yeah before we move on I want to hear the story like we need to hear the story of how the sling accident like your uh, yeah. whole collarbone it's not, accident it's not thrilling but so like I mentioned earlier I you know Started hanging out at the ski club, and I was like, you know, I don't want to go skiing. I've never done this before, never been snowboarding either. So in Killington, Vermont, we went up to, um, that's not proper grammar, but <laughs> we went up to Killington, Vermont in early December, and we had a great time. I mean, I, they took me to the very top of the Killington Mountain, which is a blue, so that's like medium difficulty, 4,000 feet up from my first time skiing. And it took me like two hours to get down the mountain. I was like, what the heck, guys? Like... So I only did a couple rounds that day. But in January, I was like, all right, I need to get good. I want to get good at skiing. So we went to Bear Creek with some people from Westchester. And I ended up skiing for like eight hours. And I was getting pretty good. I mean, I, I'm like a speed demon, you know. <laughs> so I, but I, I still need to learn how to like carve and like turn a little bit better. So I was like, I had went down this one black diamond earlier and I ended up on my butt. But like, I still made it down. But <laughs> safely. So I did it again later, but it's 8.30 at night now. I don't have much food in my system. I'm a little groggy. I shouldn't have done it. So I'm going down, but then one of my skis catches an edge and pops off. So now I'm just on my, I'm just on my right foot now on my ski. But I think I was even looking ahead to make sure I didn't hit anyone or something. I don't know. I should have just, like, fallen down. But literally, like, a second or two later, I'm just, like, stopped dead in my tracks, and I'm on the ground, and I look up, and it's just this giant steel lift beam. And it has padding on it, thankfully, because I guess I wasn't the only idiot to run into it. So thankfully, ski patrol was like right behind. But all I felt was just like a buttload of pain. Oh, I, I my thought gosh. I like, tore my trap off or something, or I don't know. But I was like, and I'm just being a broken collarbone, and it wasn't even a f- complete fracture. It was like just partial. I mean, it looked kind of all janked up and all, but I was like, hey. So yeah, but basically, it didn't need surgery, thankfully. Yeah. I've been in the sling almost a month. Yeah, the, it happens. The accident was a month ago tomorrow. But it's just like it, like it kind of took away some more of, you know, my winter break and all. And I was like, had to recover. And it's, it is humbling because a big thing that I like to do is also like do weightlifting, you know, go to the gym. All I've been able to do is like do legs. And it's humbling because I can't even like do a proper push up right now. Mm-hmm. And like two months ago, I was bench pressing 315 pounds in a Santa costume. Like, <laughs> like to go from that to not being able to do a push up, it's humbling. And it reminds me, it's like, 
like you can lose your body, but like make sure you keep your mind sharp as well. I don't know. I just, that's, no, that's a little that, philosophical, but it's like <laughs> that's good. But then I also realized it's like my whole image used to be because like I was kind of like well, I was like fatter, then I was like scrawnier, then I was like so since pretty much seventh or eighth grade, it's like lifting has been part of my persona. Like mm-hmm. I'll get the kid with the abs or jacked. I still do. Yeah. But it's like why put on the sling and stopped going to the gym as much like no one's perception really changed much about me I realized like maybe like it wasn't always about you know the body it was more about like just who you are as a person but man who knows maybe the confidence scan in the gym helped carry over to my personality I don't know yeah like I said happenstance is a very yeah. powerful thing but it's humbling as well to say the least. Yeah. But I'll be back, folks. <laughs> the underdog, the recovery story is happening. So, so what's next? What's the next holiday? Uh, St. Patty's Day. So you can be dressed up as a leprechaun doing the 350, whatever you did. Well, I squat. do look like a leprechaun. Thank you. No, I'm saying for the next holiday you can dress up. Fair enough. To the people on the on the podcast, I'm a redhead with <laughs> facial hair. I used to have a full red beard as well. Just a mustache now, but... So I don't know if that's for the holiday or is it like take a little bit? I don't know. No, literally, I was not even thinking about the fact that you are redheaded. Mm-hmm. I was literally because I have a beanie on and she forgot. I, I was thinking about the next holiday. Maybe, maybe I'm messing with you. Maybe I'm not. I mean, you always have to decide and post editing here. <laughs> well, anyway, we're moving on. We are moving on. <laughs> and um, all right. I know we gotta wrap up here soon. So, um, you've shared so many wonderful things. You've shared just about like your passions for veganism. Is that the word? (laughs) (laughs) Veganism and like the Veg Out Club and how um, like you choosing, like being proactive in life, like and making decisions and just like going for it has not only just led you to co-experiences like Hawaii, but it's led you to take on more things in life, like being like president of clubs and like having two other positions in other clubs. Like you can clearly see, like if you were to look at your life on the outside, you can see how like shifting your mind, like shifting your perspective, like you can probably almost see maybe like a before and after of just like maybe like where your like focus was before. And then not that like you weren't always like, um, like strong-willed like going after things and being motivated but it's like cool like in other areas of your life how like it wasn't just about not like AP classes in school and work like it's just like I feel like it's almost like you've like built your character too and like maybe found your passions that's just yeah. what I'm thinking oh yeah I agree with that. I mean I would in. say I'm the same person throughout I mean it's a continuation obviously. yeah it's a mindset shift song but like I don't regret that I did Maybe the APs and yeah. working in high school. One, there's no point in regretting it at this point. Yeah. But two, it's like I worked really hard to allow me to live the life I'm living now. Yeah. I'm not saying like, well, I worked really hard and I'm a millionaire now. Yeah. It's like it. it like those every every step you've made, like yeah. every choice that you've taken, like it's like that obviously set you up. Like I'm glad I worked to up to where I am, so yeah. that I have. Because, like, the thing I'm thankful for is because of the scholarships and the part-time job in high school. I don't really have to have, like, a part-time job right now. True. That allows me to do these extra positions in school and all and really 
take on more responsibilities where all, some students have to work and I realize yeah. that I'm, you know, I'm grateful for where I'm mm -hmm. at. Maybe that's like privileged a little bit, but it's also because I worked hard yeah. earlier on in my life that yeah. I can have opportunities. But because like, for example, I was able to get scholarships and all, I don't like experience something like food insecurity. That's what made me passionate about like leading that town hall on mm. food insecurity and food options on campus. Or like I am able to cook vegan food in my kitchen, and that's why I got an apartment on South Campus. But freshman students have to get a meal plan. They might not have as many vegan options here, and they might be struggling. And you know, it could lead them to an eating disorder, or it could lead them to not get their caloric needs. So I'm really trying to advocate for stuff like that because it's like I experience like good things in my life and I want other people to be able to experience this as well. So that's another yeah. reason why I get like involved with Student Government Association and yeah. town halls, all that type of stuff. So yeah. That's all good stuff. So maybe I'll reword what I said before about seeing like a clear before and after. I think it's more like just continuing to just go along life. It just continues to shape who you are. Yeah and being almost grateful for who you were and where you've come from and how it really does all lead to who you are right now. I'm looking forward to hopefully who I'll be in the yeah. five years. You know? Okay, my final question. Um, new year, new year, new year, hashtag new me. Not really. But what are some 2022 goals that Josh Filer has coming? I, I'm not really much one to do resolutions because I kind of, uh, this might sound stupid, but like I'm pretty happy with where I am mm -hmm. in life. So it's just like keep kicking butt, Josh. You know? Yeah. But some big goals, I mean, personal wise, I mean, I mean, like career wise, I'm trying to get an internship for the summer still. I mean, I've applied to know, 70 internships now. And it, <laughs> Did yeah. you say 70? 70. Yeah, and that's not even as much as some other people. That's a lot, and I'm actively interviewing. But it, it's it's hard because I mean, a school like Westchester doesn't always carry as much name weight as like a an Ivy League, which is fine. It just means you got to work a little harder, and gotta pull yourself up by the bootstraps or whatever they say, you know. Yeah. Um, and also just like during school, I want to make sure that you know the endeavors I set out upon, I'm setting out on them like really well. It's like with Vagile, like I want these events that I'm doing to have a great turnout so that I can talk to people maybe about veganism, but also just be their friends and mm -hmm. know, because I know people that say like that Vagile is one of their main places to socialize. Like I never really always saw it like that, but yeah. I saw it as a, a place to socialize, but not as the main way. True. And for some people that could be the community they're really lacking and it helps them from being, you know, as sad or as lonely. Mm -hmm. Um or another big thing, like I said, with the dining services, center to position in SGA or leading the town halls, I want to get more, you know, more vegan, kosher, and halal options on campus so that mm -hmm. students don't have to experience, like, food insecurity and they have the food options that they want. So that's, like, a kind of more like a goal, like, in one of my yeah, positions. Yeah, that's great. Um, but also just to keep doing what I'm doing. And then I think I'm going to... I'll get my travel bug again, probably when I graduate, because I know now's the time to really 
know, put your nose in the books and work hard. Mm. But the, the idea is maybe if I get a job, this is 2023, so I guess it's slightly altering your question. <laughs> but if I get a job and it starts in September and I graduate in May, I want to travel the world during that time or travel the country again. Or, like, I've always had that idea, like, oh, I want to work hard, but I also just want to have, like, a van and <laughs> travel so Yeah. But I think you can do both. For sure. So we'll see. I mean, those, I would say those are the biggest. I, I want to have my collarbone heal fully <laughs> and get back to what I was doing before in the gym and mm -hmm. playing volleyball and sports and all. So, yeah. What about you, Olivia? What are your 2022 goals? Ooh, I'll, I'll turn it back. Throwing it on me. I am. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, hey, everyone. If you don't know already. <laughs> So I am also a student at Westchester. I feel like I don't always update you guys on my life. I'm also a student at Westchester and I graduate in May. But for what's next, I still don't know. Like my saying is still like, well, I was a blank canvas only God can write on. And I literally, like I don't know anything I'm doing in my life, like up until graduation. Like I literally don't know. So some things that like are in the makings is my mom um, is actually like putting a house, uh, what's the word, like an offer in, on a house like abroad in Italy because we have our dual citizenship and there's just like so many random things like my friends want to go to Hawaii this summer so maybe Hawaii, I don't know but those are just like random things about like physically where I could be um, but my goals like I just want to continue to be consistent with podcast and documenting life like youtube like i would love to just continue to share like i want this to be my platform and i don't know i feel like there's like always something new i'm like trying to get into but the things that are always consistent are i love people i love traveling i love documenting life and i love sharing my faith in jesus so we shall see <laughs> We shall see. So it's a, it's a to be determined. Yes, it's Fair a to enough. be determined. So guys, um, I guess you guys have to stick along for the journey every Wednesday or every week because I don't really post every Wednesday. So whenever I post that week, you guys just have to stay along for the journey. Like, you're, you're locked in. <laughs> but, yeah. I guess this concludes our episode with josh filer is there anything else on your heart anything else you want to share or i feel like you just kind of you really laid it all out here for us i, I appreciate it oh thank you olivia i would say just just try something new i guess i mean go out of your comfort zone if you're a westchester student join vojo yes it's a, it's a good time i mean shameless little little plug there but I'll make sure you you know you feel at home and Olivia is not even a vegan and she she <laughs> seems to love it. She's come to a couple of our meetings. She's coming to a meeting on the twenty fourth. We're going to a cafe as a group and all vegan restaurant and oh yeah. It's just like the small connections there. Like I met the owner and he's helping us to subsidize the meal and he's a great guy and it's just small things. You never know. You don't know what your life can lead unless you start. Or you reach out, or like even, I reached out to this one guy through a mutual connection here at the school, David Bentequin, on April 27th, he's driving all the way from New York now to speak to us, and you know, hopefully, you know, we can get a big turnout, I want to get at least a couple hundred maybe, mm -hmm. you never know, I mean, and people on LinkedIn from 
Goldman Sachs in Hong Kong were like, hey, is this being live streamed? It's like, wow. Like, if, <laughs> but if I didn't take those steps to post that mm-hmm. or reach out, those connections might not have happened. And who knows? I mean, maybe nothing will come out of it, but maybe this could open up new career doors for me. Or maybe I'll you know, reach out and talk to these people in California. They're like, hey, there's a job for you in California. You never know. Obviously, it's a little optimistic. But I would just say, do your research on how the life you want to live and make it happen. If you want to travel somewhere for cheap, figure out how to do it. You don't just have to stay in a hotel. Or I don't know. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> on my mind. But just go live the life you want to live. Obviously, there's some constraints as a student, obviously. But do well on that. Be nice to people. Like Olivia said, make, be, be the person who walks into a party or a gathering or whatever that people are excited to see. Leave the room better, you know, than when you first got there. Like, make, make the world better. Yeah. We'll end on that, I guess. That is so good. Olivia, thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. I'll link up everything, like details about upcoming gatherings. I got to represent, like, what you did. It's really awesome. It's really cool. Um, yeah, people really appreciate everything you do. I know I do. Well, I appreciate you too, Olivia. <laughs> this, this girl, she's, she's, a, she's spunky. She, she, gets, she gets stuff done, and people appreciate her, and always very positive. Thank I don't know you. how she does it. Always smiling and all that. I got one, got one person to thank. His name's Jesus. I thought you were going to say your dentist. My dentist? <laughs> no, Jesus. Yeah, but thank you so much. High five. This is great. That was, was a week. week. <laughs> again. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good day. It's the best day ever. Stay tuned for what's to come next. Because honestly, I don't even know what's to come next. But all right, I love you guys. Have a great day. Bye.